And so this woman witnessed to you the love of Jesus Christ. Well, more than witness, yeah, I see something different in her, that she was uh, really passionate for God. Yes. And, and she came one night and showed me uh, a publicity that say, a uh, preacher from Texas, miracles. I, I would venture to say, none of us would be here tonight, even all over the world. You wouldn't be serving God if man was doing the calling. Welcome to Miracles Today, where all you need is faith in God. And I've got with me today, all the way from Italy, my special guests, Pastor Federico and Deborah. Thank you so much, darlings, for You're coming welcome. and being on Miracles Today. Thank you. Thank you. And Pastor, I want to go directly to your testimony because it is so absolutely fabulous and, and how God, you know, brought you to where you are right now. But tell me about what country were you originally born in? Well, uh, I'm born in Argentina, uh -huh. but my father's come from uh, uh, my mother's side, Spain and Italy, and my father's side from Lebanon. So how many different languages do you speak? I speak four languages. Four languages. Now, you were a professional um, athlete. R rugby player. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Well, um, uh, I've been introducing rugby from my father. He was a fanatic of this sport when I was a kid, and also we played in the school, in, in the private schools in, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And it was everything for me. I find uh, um, a sense to live uh, through the sport. And um, I played uh, in Argentina until I was 19. Uh, uh, we play for uh, Argentina, and then when I was 19, um, I began to travel around the world, uh, playing in New Zealand, playing in, in Italy, in Switzerland, in France. I also live in Spain, and that was my life. Now, now isn't the world. rugby? I mean, you know, uh, isn't rugby an extremely rough sport? Rugby is a crazy sport, <laughs> 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 and. Uh, yeah, well, it's a bunch of guys that like to um, uh, get in the rugby field, uh, get crazy in the rugby field, and then uh, the, the, the nice thing of rugby is after the game, everybody's, uh, we go all for a beer and we have uh, what they call the third time, you know, and, and we, we go all together to have fun. We used to, not anymore. Yeah, so did you have protective gear that you no, wore? No, 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 only just something for the tees. Wow, um, so that's like, that's like a real man's game. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So you don't have any female rugby, rugby players? Uh, it's not very popular, but you have a few, a few around the world, yeah. But they're very strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, how did you meet Jesus Christ? Well, I was playing in Switzerland in first division, and uh, the captain, he was a believer, he was not in fire at the time, but the sister, she was in fire. Now, now on fire, I need to explain because ah, okay, there are people watching that, that um, would think that he would be actually a burning person. So <laughs> on fire, you mean he was... He was passionate for God. Thank you. Okay. She was, not him. He, oh, was it, it was a lady? Uh, uh, yeah, the sister. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, I used to live with this, the captain of the team, and uh -huh. the sister, she was uh, really passionate for God. Yes. 
and and she came one night and showed me uh, a publicity that say uh, preacher from Texas miracles. I wouldn't wrote miracles. I was really touched about that. And uh, now, why were you touched at miracles? Well, it's the word that really called my attention. Uh -huh. And I was interested to see those miracles. You know, I never yeah. saw a miracle before in my life, and I was. Uh, but you it, believed in God. I believe in God. Never have an encounter with God. Yeah. Uh, I hear that somebody tell me that he loved me, but uh, for me it was uh, a faraway God, you know. Yes. And uh, I believe in him, you know. But mm, like uh, like we say in, in, in the Catholic uh, uh, Church, we, uh, we believe, but we are not practical. That means that we don't we don't practice. We don't go to church. Yes. We go once or two. We used to go once or two times a year. And so this woman witnessed to you the love of Jesus Christ. Well, more than witness, yeah, I see something different in her that I didn't have. But uh, it was that word miracles that really um, uh, called my attention. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked her, can I go and see these miracles? It was kind of, I, I was kind of ironic, you know, because it was kind of a too big word for me, you know. Yeah. And, um, and she said, yeah, yeah, I take you, let's go. And so tell me what happened. Well, the first thing that really touched me was this place that it was full of people passionate for God, worshiping God, everybody happy. And that was, see, I was looking to see where it was the beer. Because <laughs> so why is everybody happy, you know? it looked like a party. <laughs> yeah, it was a party, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was the first thing that really touched me. It was a great atmosphere. I didn't know what it was, the presence of God at the time. You know? Yeah. And when I get in this place, uh, I was really touched about the atmosphere. I was a, I was a hard guy before. Thing, I, I, I passed through things that really made me hard inside. Yes. And for that, if you see me before, it was I was always serious. You know, I get in the place really serious. I take I, I take a seat, and then this preacher begin to share his testimony. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, it was um, he speaking in English? It, what more than English? It was kind of a Texan. Uh, it was big, really fast. <laughs> At the time, my English was not With very good. With the Texas accent. It was a salary. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then it was a translation in French because it was in, in, in the Swiss, uh, French Swiss part. Oh my goodness. And then I have another guy that was translating with the Swiss, with the French guy was translating for, from the Texan guy. <laughs> So how in the world did you ever understand? Well, I don't understand nothing actually. <laughs> but the thing, <laughs> but the thing that really touched me, it was when when he began to pray for people. Yes. And I see people falling down everywhere. I never see people slain in the spirit. Slain in the spirit. Yes, right. And and I was impressed about that. I never see somebody uh, slain in the spirit. Yes. And I, I begin to see miracles, and I was uh, touched, really touched. And and after he preached. He said, well, if you want to receive Jesus, uh, come, come here. I want, to, uh, I want to pray for you. Yes. And, well, my, the first thing that I say it was, well, I do many crazy things in my life. One more, why not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, I go, and I go forward. Yes. And he began to pray for people. Then he come to me and he, he lays hands on me. But the first time that he prayed for me, nothing happened. Uh, I think it, it was because I was more uh, interested in the feeling than in what God is. Mm -hmm. But that created a hunger on me. Yeah. And when the service finished, uh, they dropped me home and I can't sleep in all night. God was dealing with me. 
Next, he stayed for three nights. The, the night after that, I take my friend there. It was, I was evangelizing even without being a Christian. <laughs> yeah. I take my friend, you have to come to this place. Yes. It's a great place. Yes. People fall in the spirit and nobody hit them. You know, it's a great place from my rugby life experience. I used yes. to work a bouncer in discotheques. Yes. That, uh, when I used to see people fall in that way, it's because somebody punched them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody touched them in this meeting, you know. Yes. And I was really surprised because of that. But anyway, I take my friend there and, and he was touched first by God. And, and that opened my, my heart to receive God. And, and I make a prayer in my heart and say, I know my, I'm a senior father, but if you really love me, you can change my life. I have everything. What the world can give you, I have everything. I used to live in a house of three floors in front of the lake of uh, Le Mans in, in Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, a nice uh, a, a Swiss girlfriend, uh, a lot of friends. Uh, the owner of the rugby team was the owner of a Swiss bank for that um, uh, make a good contract with that club. And, and everything that the world can give you, I have it at the time. But I was so empty inside. And, and that night when I make that prayer and I say, Lord, if you can give me what this world cannot give to me, I want to know you. I want to know this love that this preacher is talking about. Yes. And that night, I never really cried before in my life. But that yes. night I meet such an amazing love that changed completely my life. Completely. Well, listen, what I want to do, because, you know, there's so much more that I, I really want you to share. And Deborah, mm -hmm. um, if I could have you come back um, for another program and, and re like the next, you know, tomorrow. And I want to share more because you are an a International Miracle Institute uh, student. Yes. I mean, actually, you're the, the, the people who brought International Miracle Institute to Italy. It's a very important thing that I would like to share. But right now, I want to go to God's prophet of performance, Dr. Christian Harfouche, and hear him preaching and teaching, and then, uh, and then I'll have you back on tomorrow's show. Is that all right? Our pleasure. Yes. Because I want to. I mean, I want to get to this whole trend. How did you get this church started in Italy? Okay. And Good and pleasure. also, of course, your beautiful wife, uh, Deborah, who is German. Yes, I'm born in Germany, right? But from Sp Spanish family, so yeah. You guys have got a lot going on culturally. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna come, we're gonna we're gonna come back for tomorrow's show and keep you there. Okay, is that alright? Yes. Great. Okay. The Holy Ghost said, "Come on." Let it get off the page and get in your spirit and make Christ in you the hope of glory, the evidence of the now. I'm talking to a generation that is not going to talk about a powerless Jesus, a historic Jesus, a used to do it Jesus, or even a can do it Jesus, but we're going to talk about a now Jesus who's living in us now and doing the greatest works now. Lift your hands and shout glory to God. Power of God's going to hit this place even more than it is already. I don't know if you're getting blessed, but I'm, I'm, I'm so full of this thing. You know what? I'll tell you right now. I've learned something. I've learned to look beyond. Are you here? I'm preaching to you, but I'm not just preaching to you. Because this word that's going out right now is going out to all over. Somebody's going to grab it. 
Who's grabbing it here tonight? Are you grabbing this? You are, the, you are the end time generation. God is going to give you his best. God is going to entrust you with his most. God is going to take you the farthest you've ever been. God is going to dress you like you've never been dressed. God is going to use you like you've never been used. God is going to fund you like you've never been funded. God is going to direct you like you've never been directed. You're God's end time generation. You're God's end time generation. Go to the street called straight. <laughs> then God speaks to a servant by the name of Ananias. He's staying at Judas's house, by the way. Judah means praise. Go straight and praise. But see, something happened to Saul of Tarsus. I want you to see what happened to him. What happened to him is when he got up, he could not see because of the glory of that light. See, if God is going to make a watchman out of somebody, he's got to change the way they see. Somebody said, well, I don't see it your way, Doc. Well, if you hang around this anointing long enough, glory to God, you're not only going to see it, you're going to have it. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I see it. Well, you're going to see more. He gets up. He can't see for the glory of the light. Now, he's not sick blind. He can't see because of the glory of that light. Now here, here's what happened. Ananias comes lay hands on him that he might receive sight or see again and what? Be filled with the Spirit. And the Bible said it was, it was as if scales fell off his eyes. And I believe that that experience on the road to Damascus. See, Paul was fasting and praying right after that, wasn't he? Till Ananias came to lay hands on him. He saw in a vision Ananias come and lay hands on him. While he was what? And what? And then Ananias saw in a vision while he was praying. And the Lord said, go lay hands on Saul. And Ananias said, uh-uh. He, 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 he's killing everybody. Uh, he's kill, he's kill, isn't that that same guy killing everybody? He said, no, he's a chosen vessel. Well, who in the world would pick somebody like that? How many are glad man's not doing the picking? How many are glad? I, I would venture to say none of us would be here tonight, even all over the world. You wouldn't be serving God if man was doing the calling. 
call somebody like that? He's, he's a chosen vessel. But during those three days, and here's what comes out in Paul's theology. I told you deliverance is what? Instantaneous. But here's the price to pay. Here's what Paul decided. Everything I know is junk. What a revelation. Burn the library. Throw away the notes. Get rid of the credentials. Chalk it up. I'd rather have who is than what was any day. And I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's like, everything I know is rubbish. It's garbage. It's dung. It's fertilizer. It comes out later in his theology. And he said, I counted all things as dung. Here's where we miss it a lot of times. We try to bring something to the table. But if what we're bringing didn't come out of here... We need to leave it back there. Wasn't it great to see um, Frederico and Deborah at the beginning of the program all the way from Italy to come film in Florida? I mean, they're such awesome people. Yes, and they um, are. His, his past, of course, was very, very rough. Mm -hmm. um, he was a, 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 a professional, was it rugby? Rugby player, yes. Player, and, um, and now he's a minister of the gospel. Yes, he is. And he's translated all of International Miracle Institute into Italian. Yes. Which is awesome. Yes. You yes. know, and, and it just reminds me of all of the different nations that International Miracle Institute is going into. I mean, I'm saying hi to you in Australia. I'm saying hi to you in Mozambique. Hi to you in, in our underground churches, which I'm not going to mention the names. Hi to everyone in America, in Europe, in Asia, all of our International Miracle Institute students. We love you and just want to tell you hi, you know, because they're out there studying. Yes. Yes, yeah, so and we get their they're emails. All over the world. We get their emails. We get their prayer requests. Yes. I wanted to ask you a question on the um, the uh, series God Man. Yes. Could you explain what that what that what that teaching is on in the in the in the IMI course? Well, the God Man begins with an understanding of what Jesus accomplished at Calvary, a theological term called redemption, or to be bought back from. Mm. Um, Jesus made payment in full yeah. for man. So often we are taught about the salvation relative to eternal life. And uh, that's wonderful within itself. But uh, uh, we are not taught about uh, the new mind yeah. that God has supplied for us 
or the physical body that is delivered from sickness and disease because Jesus' body was a substitutionary body, was to be broken right. for us, right. that by his stripes we were healed. Yes, yes. And then the Word of God tells us, let not sin therefore rule in your mortal bodies to obey the sins yes. thereof. Yes. And the Apostle Paul prays uh, that our whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord. Right. So in the God-man, we begin with the benefits of God's redemption and salvation and deliverance relative to our spiritual being. Secondary, we get into the transformation of our thought life so that we can come into agreement and an understanding of God's ways. Yes. He says for us to forsake our ways and forsake our thoughts. So that means that it's we... It's like, how do you do that? <laughs> that means we must you know. be forsaking in order to embrace. Okay. So we embrace his thoughts and his ways by learning See, you always say those word. statements. We, we, we must be forsaking in order to embrace. And that's I, my Bible is just like and written down with those little one-liners that you always come up with. Well, the, the God's word yeah. affects the spirit, soul, and body. The Word of God tells us that we have the mind of Christ when we do and our thoughts are renewed and we're not conformed to this world, then we can prove or demonstrate, verify, see the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. And then the third area of the God-man is we deal with this physical body. Right. That it is holy. The Bible tells us, present your body a living, a living sacrifice or a living offering. Yeah. Holy, yeah. acceptable unto God. Yeah. But the word also said, as a man think in his heart, so is he. So if I think my body is something negative or my flesh is something that God does not... Uh, sanction, then I'm going to speak things that defile my own body, which the Bible says we defile our members with our own tongue. But if I know right. that the washing of the water of the Word of God washes me clean, then I will see the power of God, spirit, soul, and body operate in my life, and that's what the God-man is. You know, is. I remember, Christian, um, I remember three straight years of, you know, you kissing me, you know, at night, good night, rubbing my feet, and, you know, I'd go to sleep, the kids were asleep, and you'd be down in your office studying this revelation about the God-man. And I remember you wouldn't preach it, until you studied it all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And it's actually called the strong man's gospel. And we found it later in John G. Lake's books. And he's the gentleman that converted, you know, 750,000 people in, in, in South Africa. And he had 100,000 documented miracles in Spokane, Washington. It was declared the healthiest city in the United States of America. And he put his hand in the bubonic yes. plague and the plague died yes. under, underneath the microscopes of the scientists. That's yes. the God-man. Yes. Well, actually, 
you find uh, after I studied this and yeah. and uh, dug into God's word and the original languages and discovered that it's indeed not only a New Testament doctrine, it's actually God's redemptive plan. Right. Uh, we are the house of God. Spirit, soul, and body. Yes. yes. And so then we began to see Wigglesworth refers to it. Uh, John Lake preached it. Um, most of the men and women of faith that operated in the realm of the supernatural had either a measure or a revelatory well, understanding. Well, you know what? Of I'm going to have man. to stop you, you know, because we're, you're going to have to come back tomorrow and listen because we have more to say about this and we don't have any more time. <laughs> so we'll see you tomorrow or the next time we see you.